0: Welcome to Living Box Free. Our mission is to help you break out of the box of worldly expectations.
1: We're here to help you find your unique journey to a healthy, fulfilled life. Hello, welcome to Living Box Free. I'm Ashleen. And I'm Becky. And we are talking about respect. R E S -S 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 P C T. Find out what it means to <laughs> All right. She missed her cue. She missed it. I, no, I just could not come up with the next word. Is it's find out? For uh, some find reason. out what this means okay. to okay. me. Yeah. Well, we're talking about respect. <laughs> Clearly I need to polish up my lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> but today we're gonna talk about respecting your coworkers. I mean they're people that you spend a lot of time with assuming you have a job if if you, if don't, you don't have a that's job okay. <laughs> then you know whoever you spend the most time with that works yeah we're gonna talk about co-workers today and i'm excited but first what's on the rise for you right now becky i am getting ready here in
0: just a couple of weeks to go to idaho for my sister's wedding mm. super excited uh i am one of those people i'm all about uh I'm all about re-gifting things that are useful. And so I have actually in my office here with us as we're podcasting a suitcase with flower girl baskets Whoa. and a bunch of other things where I'm like, ooh, I still have that. From 2013, you don't need to buy one. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a suitcase full of stuff. Oh my! That's not coming back with me. <laughs> I hope my sister knows that everything I take for her wedding is staying it's there. Staying there. Yes. Know. Okay. So, and I'm just gonna come back. I guess I could go shopping. So I'm gonna have a s- an empty suitcase to fill <laughs> by the end of this. But <laughs> I'm so paranoid that I'm gonna forget something for her wedding that I've already have it packed in a suitcase. Oh. Two weeks in advance. I
1: saw a tweet recently that said, uh, me regularly uses the same three things at home. Me packing for vacation. I wonder if I'll need four French horns or five. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome.
1: <laughs> Which I feel like that's just what happens when you pack. It's like, what? Just in case. Just in case.
0: Not that you can't go buy it. Better take that extra French there. horn. All right. I'm packing it. <laughs> I might need
1: another suitcase. Well, what's on the rise for you? Uh, Long books. It's fall. Mm. Fall makes me want to read more and generally the books that I'm in the mood for in the fall, in autumn, if you will, Ooh. are longer books like sci-fi or fantasy or those kinds of things and they just tend to be longer. So settling in with some long books. I just started one. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little on the fence about it because it is 600 pages long and I'm like, are there pictures?
0: <laughs> are there pic- no, there are not. Oh, 600 pages of words. Yes. Dang. It's a novel. All right. Get it. The Doomsday book. Doomsday. Yes. Wow. It doesn't sound like my type of book. <laughs> no, it,
1: It's not. It's not your type of book. So you have started it. I started it. I'm um, okay. about 40 pages in, but yeah. Wow. To 600. So we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. But in general, longer books in the fall for me, for whatever reason. That sounds cozy. Yeah. That makes me want to grab a blanket. Yes. Lay on and the couch. Tea. Ooh, yes. I just drank some tea. Mm. So good.
0: Well, we're going to talk here today as we continue this series about respect. Mm-hmm as ash mentioned we're going to talk about respecting your coworkers and when we think about our coworkers you when you think about your coworker you probably have a feeling that pops pops into you your heart here that feeling could be oh my gosh i love my teammates we used to go get drinks every friday night after work uh, i know some teams that do that and they would always they'd go to applebees every friday night after work and just hang out and they enjoyed yep. each other and they're friends and on the other side, when you think about your coworkers, you might think, oh, my gosh, did Steve come over to my desk again <laughs> needing something? Don't make eye contact with Steve. Don't make eye contact with Steve. Maybe he won't come over. Uh, and so you probably have you 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 might have one of those other those feelings. Maybe you're great friends or both. You might Maybe you're both. both. Yeah. Maybe Steve. You love Steve at Applebee's getting, mm-hmm. you know, drinks uh, but maybe Steve also is that talker. You make eye contact, and you don't get to do work for an hour because yep. he wants to talk about his kid's soccer team. Yeah. Uh, so, so when we think about coworkers, it's important to recognize if even if you don't enjoy someone, doesn't mean that you shouldn't respect them. And by respecting them, you're going to have a much better team performance effective team more engagement you're going to just have overall a better work experience if there's mutual respect amongst all of your team members uh, and a couple because we love our quotes here a couple mm-hmm. quotes here about teams we are not a team because we work together we are a team because we respect and value one another
1: hmm.
0: Hmm. Hmm. who's that by No idea. No idea. Here's one. This is by Henry Ford. Hey, Uh, if everyone is moving forward together, then success takes care of itself. Uh, and I think something as we think about teams, if we don't have respect for one another, it's really hard to move forward together. And we're going to share some, some examples around that. Uh, and, and one quick study by the Harvard Business Review here, a survey of 20,000 employees found that respect was the top behavior that would lead to in, an increase in employee engagement. So having respect, mm-hmm. your manager respecting you, your colleagues respecting you, that we know, um, and we can link to that study if we want um, from Harvard Business Review, we know that that increases your employee engagement. Let's talk about it. Let's talk uh, about it. Let's talk about it. Um. I, I will share a quick story here before we jump. We, so today we're going to talk about top five ways to show respect. Top five ways. Top five ways. I'm going to share when I think of the first team I was ever a part of where I didn't feel respect. Um, I, I will never forget this. And maybe, maybe you've never had an experience like this. Maybe you've always felt respected. That's great. But it sticks with you when you have that moment where you don't feel respected. And for me, it was, uh, Gosh, what year is that? 2015? It's 2015. I had been a part of this fantastic team. And that team I was a part of before, I will say, almost everyone was around the same age as me, very close. Um, our jokes and everything were very similar. Like we watched the same movies and cartoons growing up. Yeah. And then I transitioned to this team where all of a sudden, my team members were 20 to 30 years older than me. Yep. And that was a huge shift. Uh, from the social aspect, but then I remember, uh, me and a team member, we're going to just, I'm not going to use his real name. Okay. We're going to, we're going to call him Steve, Steve, you're a new character. So me and this team member, Steve, we were same level and we were supposed to be working on a pitch to a big customer. So Steve and I are working on this pitch and we're dividing up who is going to share what. And I really, I know this might be shocking. I love making a sales pitch. (laughs) I love trying to persuade someone why this is a great, and this was around a social cause. So it wasn't even a product. Yeah. And I was so excited and Steve and I are working on this pitch. We have it perfectly planned out. Who is going to say what? And, and I've practiced, we go into this customer meeting, we sit down boardroom style and Steve starts to talk and, Already I can still tell Steve is talking through pieces of that presentation that we discussed me presenting. Mm -hmm. And I am very, I try to be polite. So I just am like, okay, we'll see where this goes. And he's going to give me the eye contact and then I'm going to jump in. An hour later, I didn't get to say a thing. And my team member, Steve did the whole presentation Uh without ever taking a breath Oh, or passing the torch to me. And as that hour progressed, I remember fuming inside. yeah, and it was it it started off as, oh, okay, He's adapting this. I'm just gonna wait for the cue to all of a sudden, I don't think he's ever going to let me talk, yeah, to then realizing and thinking the stories we tell ourselves. yes. Steve doesn't think I'm good enough. To do any of this presentation, and he has just taken the entire thing from me. Yep. And then I will admit, I had these thoughts of I could have done that better, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, you didn't do this part, and I practiced this, and yeah. you missed this piece. And I was just so upset after that. And I, there are a lot of things that went through my head. Maybe Steve, like I mentioned, he was much older than me. Maybe he didn't he felt like I was too young, and the client wouldn't trust me, or mm-hmm. I wouldn't be credible. Maybe it's because. Our client was also an older male and I was a female. I had all these thoughts go through my head. But that was the first moment in the workplace where I felt so disrespected. Yeah. Because I'd worked extremely hard to prepare this pitch. I was passionate about it. We had a plan. And what I thought was crazy was when we left that meeting and we got in the car, Steve was like, Man, I think that went great. And I was so upset. Yeah. I couldn't even, I couldn't even. In that moment, I could not share what I was thinking yeah. because I was too upset. Yep. And and one of these things, as we talk about coworkers, if we don't have those conversations and and address when we feel like we've been disrespected, it is going to boil, and it will overflow someday. And when we talk about engagement and team performance, um, and quite frankly, just relationships, if we don't know how to address being respected, showing respect, then it is going to be a weed that takes over the entire flower bed and work's not going to be a fun place. Yeah,
1: And a lot of times it turns into gossip too, because you end up telling other people what happened instead of that person. And then it just, it creates a culture of gossip, which is not a trustworthy culture. No. Yes. I am not a fan. Yeah.
0: And trust is really the foundation here, right? You have to be able to trust people to respect them. And yeah, like you said, gossip just creates a toxic environment. Yeah. Yep. So that's that's a story I just wanted to start off with when we think about the importance of respect in the workplace. If you've ever felt disrespected, I, I shared this example about Steve, uh, just know that you're not alone. And it's important that we address that. And it's also important to to look in the mirror and ask yourself, have I ever done that? Mm. And, and I can also say I have one example where, I, without realizing it, did disrespect a coworker, and they came up to me and, and told me, and uh, I'm so grateful that they did. So, so let's we're going to jump in here. Five ways to show respect to our coworkers. So these are ways for us to show respect to others, but obviously these are also ways that we want to. If we're if we have a good coaching peer environment, um, these are these are things you can talk about as a team as well and infuse these five different elements as a piece of your culture amongst your team. First one, number one, this is going to be so simple, but it makes a big difference. Using manners. Mm, Be polite. Yes. Yes. Using manners, be polite saying, please not demanding saying thank you. Mm -hmm. And uh, when it comes to saying thank you, the biggest reason I hear in the workplace why people don't say thank you is, well, that's their job. Right. Okay. Well, yes, that's their job, but by it doesn't mean you can't say thank you. And by saying thank you, you're praising them for the positive behaviors you want to see more of. Yep. So it's really going to help you in the long run because when people feel appreciated, it's going to make them want to do that more often. Yeah. So saying thank you, very important. Apologizing apologizing, that's hard for some Mm -hmm. people. Um, Some people apologize for things they don't need to apologize for. Yes, also true. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, was I in your way? I'm so sorry. You didn't need to say, you're sitting at your desk. (laughs) Like they could have walked around you. (laughs) Uh, But in general, apologizing, recognizing, you know, if you did something wrong or made a mistake, uh, recognizing that it's okay to make mistakes in the workplace. We talk about making mistakes all the time here on our podcast. Yep. Uh, another piece here, being on time. So manners, um, I put this in the the manners piece, being on time when you are late. And I understand there are always outliers out there, you know, car traffic stuff, uh, car incident, um, your baby throws up. Not that I'm speaking from experience, <laughs> but maybe I am. Uh, there's always outliers, but being late all the time whether that's to someone's meeting or uh, being late and responding to an email that they needed a response by Friday and now it's the next, it's a week later. When you're late, that that shows disrespect. You're not prioritizing that person. And by not prioritizing that person, you're making them feel disrespected. And this is something... uh, not coworker wise, but my husband and I have had to talk a lot about because his, in his family, and they're fine with me saying this, his family, they say, we are going to eat brunch at 9.00 AM and no joke, it'll be 5.00 PM. And we're eating our first meal. <laughs> that was my first Christmas yeah. with my, oh, my in-laws. And, and, and I just have learned that's a piece of their family culture and for a while, Tristan would would be late all the time. And my family culture, which annoys him, they say, hey, guys, we're leaving at 7 a.m. And my dad's in the car at 6.45 a.m., right. honking the horn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so totally different pieces of, of timeliness. And we've had to come together and have this conversation like, hey, being at least be on time. You yeah. don't have to be 15 minutes early. Being on time, you're showing those people you are respecting them yeah. because... They are planning on an hour meeting or an hour class or an hour dinner. Uh, And so just being on time is a
1: huge signal of respect. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. I think that using manners and being polite, it's it's almost the easiest way to show respect, honestly. Like, it's just not that hard. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really, it's not doing that communicates a lot more than you mean to communicate. Like you don't mean to communicate disrespect by being five minutes late or 10 minutes late or whatever. I mean, I was late to podcasting today and I was like, ah, I don't feel good about this. I feel like I'm disrespecting Uh Becky's time. Like I seriously went through my mind and it's not something I mean to communicate. And five minutes to me is not a big deal. But like uh, yesterday uh, I was one of my bosses couldn't do something that they normally do. So I have to do it for them which is fine, but it's going to take me a while. And so yesterday I said that uh, with some of my teammates in the room. I was like, does anyone, if anyone wants to help me with this, it's going to take three to five hours. (laughs) And what I thought my teammate said was, well, it is your job. That's what I thought he said. And I turned around and I was like, excuse me? And he looked at me and was like, what? What? (laughs) And I was like, okay, your face tells me maybe I misheard you. What did you say? (laughs) And he said... He actually said, that's probably the hardest part of your job. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay, that's totally different. Yes, this is the hardest (laughs) part of my job. Or not really, but I thank you for, you know. So Mm -hmm. even that moment of when I thought he was like, well, it is your job. I immediately was like, "Ah, excuse me. Ready to fight. (laughs) Yes. I will (laughs) take you down. (laughs) I know it's my job. Uh, That doesn't mean it's not hard. And it doesn't mean I don't, you know want you to recognize me for it. And I don't really want your help. I'm not actually asking you to help me. I'm just saying, recognize that it is Mm -hmm. hard or thank me for doing my job. So
0: yeah, absolutely agree. Or thank you for, yeah, going above and beyond, filling in for your boss, doing something that you don't normally do. Right. Yep. Using manners. That's number one. Number two, participate constructively. Uh, I'm actually... to to illustrate this, I'm going to share a story I heard Patrick Lencioni share during a speech. He's the author of Five Dysfunctions of a Team, lots of other books, but that's his most well-known one. When we talk about participating constructively, he talks about the importance of having team commitment. And to have team commitment, even if you, let's say that you're working on a project and you say, "Mm, we need to take path A. Path A is the way to take but everyone else on your team says we're taking path B and you decide, man, path A is the right path. But the team decides we're taking path B. Imagine two trains. And let's say that you're watching these two trains and they're going towards each other. And you could speak up and say, Ooh, we really need to change the direction of this train just a couple degrees this way. And then everything will be fine. Mm -hmm. But instead since you thought this whole time path A was better than path B, you just let the trains hit and collide. Um, That is not participating constructively. (laughs) Participating constructively as a team and showing that you are committed to the team's success and you respect the team decision means that there's not just one way to do everything and listening to those different opinions. And we talked about difference of opinions earlier um, when the team decides, hey, we're going to take path B, you need to participate fully in what it takes for path B to succeed or you won't actually ever know if path B will be successful or not Yeah, because it takes the entire team. And so by participating, um, it's, it's being aligned with that team and respecting the team, even though your opinion was different, the, the way you would do that is different. You respect your team members and the team enough that you are on board, you participate. You can still be constructive and say, "Ooh, there's this kink in the railroad. We need to change this little piece over here. Yeah. Hit this button," um, versus letting that disaster happen because mm, I was never on board with this anyway.
1: And you gain respect from your coworkers by doing that by mm. saying, "This was not my idea. I'm, you know, you know my concerns, but here I am. I'm going to participate constructively instead." Of de- destructively yes. so you gain respect. And so they're more likely to listen to you next time. Yeah.
0: I also think sometimes as team members, we might, you know, an organization decision might be made that you don't get a choice in. And by participating constructively, it's, it's accepting, okay, this is a decision that's been made. And, uh, I will constructively as a team, you know, help give feedback. How can we make this better? Uh, and and it's the decision that's made we have to move forward so participate in constructively giving feedback helping the team succeed or do their best to succeed even if you disagree potentially with the direction that other people thought you should take number 3 share personalities or share personality types <laughs> uh this is this is i would say it's a it's a tip when we talk about sharing or showing respect to coworkers this is probably one of the number one tips that I, I suggest to managers to help team members respect each other. Because quite often, it's it's an emotional intelligence thing. It's And we've talked about this a lot too. It's the way we see the world, our perspective. And when we understand more about who other people are, who they innately are, our personalities, we can't change. Uh, we can we can adjust to adapt and connect with other people and understand where they come from, but we can't change innately who we are. When we understand more of who we are and who other people are, that just enables us to respect them more. Uh, it's, I, I, being an extrovert, I speak to think and introverts more often think and then speak. And that's, that's a generalization. And sometimes I know people can get annoyed when they ask a question in a meeting and everyone's quiet. I'm like, oh, okay, and I'll just start thinking out loud. Yeah, uh, it helps my team members understand my extreme extroversion. <laughs> I am very extroverted to understand that tendency of mine to be like, okay, Becky's just thinking. Yeah, everything coming out of her mouth are thoughts that have not been <laughs> filtered, uh, and and oftentimes I'll share thoughts and sometimes before my team members would think, ooh, she's really passionate about this. I'm like, yeah. no, 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 I was just thinking. Right. <laughs> I actually don't even know if that's a good idea. Uh, and, and so understanding those tendencies, also understand how to better interact with one another, respect yeah. each other. And, and quite frankly, I have team members, I have one who's very introverted. And if we, we never sent team agendas, and that was extremely hard for that person. Mm-hmm. And so by we can show respect for that person on our team by sending an agenda, not an hour before, but at least a day before to give him time to think. And so that that's another key way to show respect to our, our fellow team members is understanding those personality types and how that impacts the way we communicate, the way we think, um, the way we approach things, uh, our tendencies to be more willing to take risk or our tendencies to not want to take risk. And, and all of those are benefits to a team The the diversity of those personality types, they only help us to come to the best outcome or conclusion for the business.
1: Yeah. And sometimes you can see what you're missing too of like who isn't on your team. Mm. And so what you might need to make a conscious effort to include, uh, whether you pull someone in from a different team or you just take a moment to be like, okay, what are we not talking about uh, my team, there are seven people on my team and we have, if you know about the Enneagram, we have four Enneagram fives, two nines and an eight.
0: Is five an investigator?
1: Yes. Okay. And mm-hmm. so we are very factual, very factual. And we're not, uh, the, the two nines, <laughs> we play kind of the role of filling in those gaps of mm-hmm. every, all the other types. Cause we're, we're missing a lot. We're missing a lot of the creative side. We're missing a lot of the the question asking of like. I don't know. Is this a good idea? (laughs) It's factual. Yes. It is very strategic. Is it a good idea? Um, and so sometimes you can, by knowing who's on the team, you can fill in those gaps. Hmm. Yeah, that's very good.
0: If, if your team does not have, they haven't taken any Graham, if you guys haven't taken a personality test, there's a lot of free ones out there. You can take, uh, our, our coaching staff at our gym. We actually did the 16 personalities that is online, I like that one. It has a lot of uh, Myers-Briggs uh, foundation. It, it gives you a really good report, a much longer report than a lot of them. Uh, so that's one I would suggest if your team doesn't have, hasn't ever talked about personality types, you don't have something as an organization that you you use. I'm assuming Enneagram you guys use as an organization test. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah. And like at Elenco, we use insights. That's our mm-hmm. test. Everyone in the organization takes, if you don't have one of those, there's free tools out there. And, it, and this is, it's fun too. Like everyone likes assessments about yourself. Uh, so make this a part of, maybe it's your end of the year. If you guys do a holiday party, uh, or end of the year strategic, um, meeting for the next year, find time. It's so worth it. Find an hour to share those personality assessments with your team members. And that is going to really help build the understanding of one another. And especially if you do have, if you have a respect issue amongst a couple of you, this will most likely help you see a little bit more into who that person is and maybe what you need to do to flex, to connect with them more. Mm -hmm. Two more here. Next one is feedback. Feedback, feedback. We've talked about feedback Once or twice. Once or twice. Seven or eight times. We've talked about how feedback is a gift. Uh, Highly effective teams are the best at peer-to-peer feedback. So a lot of people think, when they think about feedback in the workplace, people tend to think about my manager giving me feedback. Uh, When we talk about respecting your coworkers, it is a huge, huge sign, an indicator that you respect each other if you can give feedback to a peer. And that feedback be heard And you also receive feedback from that peer and feedback can be in a multitude of different areas, whether it's your work quality, your work quantity, or maybe even just casual conversation and something that was said. And you know that the, we've talked about this too, the intent was not to be harmful, but maybe the impact it had on you, maybe you felt disrespected by a comment someone made and you owe it to that person to give them that feedback. We won't grow, we won't understand those differences if we don't provide that feedback. And you're truly showing that you care about them by giving them that feedback because they might do something similar to someone else and hurt a different relationship, maybe even worse. And we show we care about people when we can give them the tough feedback too. Mm
1: -hmm. Definitely, and it affects the team too, the team dynamic. Yes,
0: yeah, when we... Are avoiding conflict or confrontation, uh, that's one area where you can really feel that impact. There's like a tension, an unspoken tension, um, people when they hold back. But then also when you have a feedback culture, it's a really, it's a great feeling because you know that people are giving you feedback because they care. They care about the
1: work. They care about you. They care about the team. That's a really good feeling. Yeah. And there's no wondering of, am I doing okay? Am I, does someone mm-hmm. hate this? Does, like, there's no question of that because you know that if someone doesn't like it or if they have opinions on it or, you know, they feel like you need feedback, they're going to tell you.
0: Yes. It helps you not feel as alone either. Yes. Yeah, it makes it feel more like a team. Uh, I have One quote here, peace is not absence of conflict. It is the ability to handle conflict by peaceful means. Hmm. It's from Ronald Reagan. Okay. So when we talk about feedback especially in a conflict type of area, um, we can handle that in a peaceful way. So peace is not absence of conflict. We're always going to have conflict and conflict is a good thing on teams as well. It's how we get differences in opinions. It's how we can create new ideas. Um, so that's, that's something else to think about when we talk about feedback specifically around the conflict amongst a team. Yeah. Last piece here, number five: celebrate achievements of others. Yay, yay! Uh, showing respect. Oh gosh, a huge way to do that is truly being happy for your coworkers. Mm-hmm. Being happy when their camp pl- their campaign went awesome, yeah, or when they exceeded their their sales target, and if there if we've I know we've talked about motivation um and one of the key pieces i think it's from the book how to fill your bucket it talks about people need praise every 7 days they need some type of praise and a lot of a lot of coworkers if if you have a competitive spirit and you feel competitive against your coworker it's hard to give them praise yeah. and and it, we really have to shift our mindset to we are a team and it's not about individual achievements, about team achievements. And so by you recognizing that coworker for their achievements, you're celebrating what the team has achieved. You you are a part of that team. And uh, one of, I mean, great, great teams that celebrate achievements, I see them make it a part of their weekly meetings where they say, hey, what were our wins this week? Yeah. And you're celebrating someone else and calling out what you saw them do. By doing that, you're, you're showing you respect their hard work, their focus, their commitment to the team and uh, celebrating, especially when it's above and beyond achievements or just people stepping into using their strengths in the workplace. And that's something to celebrate as well.
1: Definitely. And it always feels so good when your coworkers who, they recognize, again, how hard you're working or what you're doing in your job. It just, it feels good to know that you're appreciated.
0: Yeah. One of the, first things I remember when I started working at elenco, um, it was a part of Lily, a bigger company. And I remember having one-on-ones in my onboarding with different managers and time and time again, managers would tell me their favorite part about working at Elenco was, uh, how everyone truly wanted you to succeed. Mm, that's cool. And at other companies and, uh, some of them mentioned when they worked at our mothership, as we called mm-hmm. it, Lily, there was a more competitive spirit where people on your team, and this is not everyone there, but certain teams there, it felt like you were competing against your coworker to yeah. be the person who gets promoted next. Yeah, And that made it hard for those people, those teams to celebrate each other's achievements. Yeah. Makes and sense. so really, gosh, if you can just really focus on your coworkers being happy for them celebrating what they do well and they're not your competition. They're your teammate and you succeed as a team that will really help show the respect and elevate what your team is able to do. Yeah. So five, five quick things here we talked about when it comes to respecting your coworkers, using manners, so simple, but we got to, we got to start at the basics (laughs) because not everyone does it. I know. Yes. So using your manners, Participate constructively. So, really being a part of that team, participating, give constructive feedback to help us get where we need to be. Sharing personality types is number three. Number four, feedback, giving feedback, whether that's uh, feedback on project work or feedback on just conversations and how someone could be perceived. And finally, celebrating those achievements of others, being genuinely happy for your teammates. Uh, and know that you succeed as a team. You're not each other's competition. You are the team. Yeah. Five quick pieces there. We hope that helps you in the workplace to maybe there's someone you're struggling with. Maybe there's a Steve.
1: <laughs> Hopefully, this
0: can help you to connect to Steve. Steve, going back to that story, was someone I had to learn how to give feedback to. Yeah. And specifically around some of that conflict we had. And, so Steve, that was one of the key pieces for me, understanding his personality, giving him feedback, which took some courage because mm-hmm. he was much older than me and I was still new in the organization. But if I wouldn't have done that, I know for a fact I would have become disengaged very quickly as a part of that team yeah. and not raised my hand or spoken up as much because I felt like I didn't matter in that moment, that example that I shared when we worked on that pitch and he yeah. took he took the whole pitch. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was part of a big piece of my growth and learning early on in my career.
1: Yeah. And I, I love these. They're very simple and practical steps and tips. And I feel like if you're able to start that, that culture of respect on your team at your workplace, then it just builds and you will be happier. And there are times when you can't like you, you, if you try all these things and the, the rest of your team or your workplace isn't they're just not picking up on it, they're not willing to take feedback, then maybe it is time to find somewhere else. Um, but these are all great ways to start building that culture of respect and trust on your team. And I love it. We love you. Hey <laughs> hey-o. thanks for tuning in as
0: we continue this series all about respect. Join us next week. And this week we challenge you, implement one of these five items. Uh, to show respect to your teammates. Pick one that you know is probably an area you could improve on. Uh, Maybe it's feedback. Maybe you need to go take a personality test as a team and share that. Choose one. We challenge you to to implement that this next week and see what change that can have in the next few months. And we will talk
1: to you next time. Bye-bye.